0: Hello Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 120-116 win over the Washington Wizards. The Hawks find themselves down by 13 in the fourth quarter, but use a furious comeback to get the win and secure a top six seed in the East. Without further ado, let's get into it. This game against the Wizards was certainly not a mirror image of the game against the Wizards on Monday night. The Hawks came out and played a lot better in the first quarter, but again, found themselves down at halftime. Again, probably shouldn't be down when they're clearly the better team, but Russell Westbrook hit a big three-pointer right at the end of the first half that capped a 7-0 run to put the Washington Wizards up, and the Washington Wizards would really take control in the third quarter outscoring the Hawks 32 to 27 and getting some really nice performances from some players off the bench, including Daniel Gafford. The second year center out of Arkansas came in and had a big boost for the Wizards in the second and third quarters and would continue that in the fourth quarter. But ultimately, the Hawks were able to overcome a 13 point lead uh, with about 10 minutes to go and get a win at State Farm Arena. The win for the Hawks lifted them, to 39 and 31 on the season. I think trying to strive for 40 or 41 wins in this 72 game season would be so big for the Hawks going into the postseason. Clinching the sixth seed means the Hawks will not have to be in that play in game, the play in games. They are able to take a full five days off and before they will have to play. And now they're trying to jockey for position in the actual playoffs. They can get all the way up to the fourth seed or they can follow the sixth seed. So they have to continue winning with only 2 games left of course they play the Orlando Magic tomorrow and then they finish their regular season with a game against the Houston Rockets on Saturday but again the Wizards took a lead into the second half 59 to 56 and then they took a 8 point lead into the fourth quarter before stretching that lead all the way up to 13 and um it just seemed like the Hawks were not going to have enough to get this done in the second half. They had not shot the ball particularly well from the three-point line. In the first three periods, the Hawks were 5 of 22 from the three-point line. And despite really matching the Wizards in the paint, um, the Hawks again got outscored off the bench. Of course, the Hawks did not have DeAndre Hunter on the first night of a back-to-back. The Hawks elected to arrest DeAndre Hunter to get him ready for the game against the Magic. Um, But they did get Tony Snell back, and... The Hawks just didn't have any juice. And, um, in fact, most of the scoring off the bench came from Oneka Kongwu, who had a really nice bounce back game where he dropped 11 points, five of seven shooting, um, one of two from the free throw line, four rebounds. But, uh, it came down to the fourth quarter yet again. And Lou Williams did not have his jump shot working, but he was able to get, find his teammates and get five assists. Um, And then the Hawks, down the stretch, started hitting some big shots. And then in this fourth quarter, the Hawks would start hitting some threes. The Hawks, again, like I said, were 5 of 22 from the three-point line in the first three quarters. They would go 5 of 11 in the fourth quarter. Three of those threes would be from Bogdan Bogdanovich, who just continues to scorch from three-point land. And then John Collins who had missed a couple of early three-pointers and I thought even hesitated a little shooting them in the first half and in that third quarter, but who made two big three-pointers, including the biggest three-pointer of the game, the one that put the Hawks up by one with under 30 seconds to go off a fast break, and that really, you know, lifted the Hawks. All of the game on Monday night, the Wizards were coming back, in that 45-point fourth quarter, you know, they came all the way back but were never able to actually take a lead in the fourth quarter. The Hawks were kind of doing the same thing on Wednesday where they were trying to get back, get back, get back into this game. And I thought at the end of the game, they kind of got a little locked in. They were down by two, and Trey Bogdanovich all took three pointers to take the lead rather than just to tie the game. And I thought that last two minutes, the Hawks had done a lot of great work to chip away the lead, keep the lead just around four to six, not let it balloon again to double digits so that they would be out of it. But they kind of focused on the two-point part of it and we're really trying to get a three-pointer, a dagger shot. And I thought there was some ch- chances Trey had his floater working a lot of this game. Um, and the Hawks had done a lot of good work in the paint. In fact, both teams had 58 points in the paint that I thought that the Hawks could have taken advantage of that. But um, the Hawks got a beautiful block from Clint Capella, just a stunning block where Russell Westbrook tried to get to the paint and get to a left-handed layup and Clint Capella was able to mirror him with his hand uh, while challenging Westbrook, get the block, and then on the ensuing fast break, Trey Young was able to find John Collins for an open uh, corner three-pointer. Again, to John Collins' credit, he did not hesitate. He buried the shot, and then from there on, the Hawks were able to secure the lead. It wouldn't be without drama. The Hawks got their first stop right at the basket, and Solomon Hill, while he was trying to call a timeout, got fouled. He was able to hit both. Free throws. Um, and that left a little bit of time for the um, Wizards to have a final play. And uh, coach Scott Brooks drew up a out of bounds play to get it to Davis Berton's, who had hit a few threes already. In fact, he had hit four of ten threes. Um, and it got to Berton's, and he had an open look and he just couldn't put it away. And Trey found um, Kevin Herter, and the Wizards were forced to foul Herter for the final. Uh, 120 to 116 win, but um, the Hawks, you know, came all the way back. They got some big contributions from their big players, and that fourth quarter comeback. There was a lot, many chances in this game for the Hawks to just give up and, you know, throw it in. First night of a back to back. Let's just try to get this next one against the Orlando Magic, and they didn't do it. They got a, they have a lot of fight in them, and they came back and they hit some really clutch shots again. Bogdanovich hitting three threes in that final quarter. And in Bogdanovich's fashion, they were not easy looks. He had one in the corner on an out-of-bounds play. He buried it with a uh, Washington defender in his face. He got one where he shook Raul Neto, who had himself a pretty good game, but he shook Raul Neto and then buried a really deep three. Uh, um, But Bogdan was everywhere with that. And, you know, for the Hawks to come out and get this win, to stop by not playing their best basketball, I thought really showed a lot of character for this Atlanta Hawks team going into this. Uh, the postseason but the Hawks didn't shoot the ball they shot the ball from the field all right 51% but the three-point shooting was not there and it wasn't like these were a lot of contested threes the Hawks had a lot of open three-pointers that they just couldn't put in but it would all come around in that fourth quarter when they hit five of them but the Hawks were 10 of 33 from the three-point line they did get to the free throw line 22-28 there they outboarded the Washington Wizards 51 to 42 getting seven offensive boards the Washington Wizards were able to get nine offensive boards themselves, a lot of that going to Daniel Gafford. Um, Dawgs had 22 assists, but they did have 14 turnovers, four steals, five blocks, um, and nine second-chance points. The Wizards just did not shoot the ball particularly well. One thing that Russell Westbrook continues to do, and it's just amazing, is he gets his teammates high-quality looks, and they're not always able to pull put them away. Um, Gafford was really nice. He was able to get a couple of really nice dunks going. One possession he had, he got a he broke up an alley oop from Trey Young to John Collins and then ran all the way up and down the court to get an alley oop himself for a massive dunk. But uh the Wizards had 29 assists themselves. They had ten steals and then uh fifteen second chance points off of those nine offensive rebounds. Um they did not shoot the ball from three particularly well either they were 10 of 29 um and Westbrook kind of was their best three-point shooter he had four of nine but going up and down the Wizards roster Westbrook again carried carried his team in this one he was 34 had 34 points five rebounds 15 assists and three steals at the end of the game it looked like he was going to be able to put the Hawks away when the Hawks got their first little um push to get within three what Russell Westbrook was able to get in there and hit a couple of shots back-to-back to keep the lead at six, 5 or 6 and keep the cushion for the Wizards. Um, ultimately, it wouldn't be enough, but he was attacking a paint the whole game, and I thought it was a very good performance from Russell Westbrook, even not getting the triple-double. Raul Neto, who started next to Westbrook, was 5 of 10 from the field, 0 of two on his three-pointers and four of four from the free-throw line for 14 points. He had three rebounds, two assists. He did have five fouls, and he was definitely upset for fouls that he was getting called for on uh, Trey Young that he felt he was not getting on the other side of the ball. He's another diminutive guard. He made some just frankly ridiculous shots right around the basket, but uh, ultimately the Hawks were able to take advantage of Raul a little bit. Um, Rui Huchamara, was five of 11 from the field for 11 points, six rebounds and three assists. And then the two big guns off of the bench for the Wizards were Davis Bertans who had 14 points on four of 10 shooting from the three point line. He had one really nice drive where he had a little scoop shot to keep the uh, the Wizards up in the fourth quarter. And then Daniel Gafford who came in and it's really changed the game. Uh, the second year player was eight of 11 from the field for 16 points. He had four rebounds and assists and a steal. He had 10 of his points in the third quarter He was a big difference maker. Unfortunately for the Wizards, he kind of ran out of gas. He didn't play at all in the first quarter and ultimately would play about 15 minutes. And you can tell the Wizards really rode him in that third quarter and he just couldn't go the rest of the way. In the fourth quarter, I think he went about six minutes. um, But the Wizards really missed his presence in the middle. For the Hawks, it always starts with Trey Young. Trey was 12 of 25, 2 of 8 on his three-pointers. Had seven free throws that he made all of them for 33 points, eight rebounds, nine assists. He did have five turnovers. Um, Trey was particularly good in the first quarter where he had 11 points. And then in the third, he had nine points and four assists to keep the Hawks in it. He had a big three at the end of the third quarter that got the Hawks within eight that kept them kind of in contact. And I thought Trey was is he had his floater working. His three pointer was not going, but Trey could get anywhere in the paint And he had the centers for the Wizards really guessing if he's going to shoot a floater or get an alley-oop. Bogdan Bogdanovich was 8 of 15. He led the Hawks in minutes. He played 40 minutes, uh, was 4 of 10 from the three-point line for 20 points. He had two rebounds, three assists, three steals, and a block. John Collins, just 5 of 12, 2 of 5 from the three-point line, but he had 18 points, 6 of 8 from the free-throw line. You know when he's getting to the free-throw line, uh, JC really has it going. And, of course, one of his three-pointers, both of his threes came in the fourth quarter. Really good to see him keep shooting. I thought I was just really encouraged. You know, sometimes he'll limit himself to just one three-point attempt a game or something. To see him get five up and two in the two biggest uh, moments of the game is huge. He had six rebounds and assists and two blocks. Clint Capella, much better game than his game on Monday night. He was 7 of 7 from the field, 3 of 5 from the free-throw line for 17 points. He had 11 rebounds, only one offensive, and two blocks. Um, and then Kevin Herter rounds out the starters. He he only had six points, six rebounds, and three assists. The Hawks had uh, Tony Snell off the bench for five points and five rebounds. Danilo Gallinari came in and had a very un-Gallinari night. He was just uh, four points, did not make a three pointer, had five rebounds, an assist, and a steal. Kongwu had probably his best game in a certainly in a little two game series. He, with the Wizards, he was 5 of 7, 1 of 2 from the free throw line, 11 points. He had 4 rebounds, 3 of them offensive. One That one possession was just beautiful. He kind of went into the middle of 3 Wizards, was able to get the offensive board and put it back up. Um, he, in fact, it was so aggressive, it really made one of the Wizards players mad. But you have to give it to OO, getting in there, fighting, and getting a basket. A Kongwu is starting to show a little touch on a little push shot, kind of right in the middle of the paint that is really fun to watch. And it's just good to see A Okongwu be so confident now. He doesn't look lost at all uh, when he's on the court. He might not always make the right play, but he's now playing with force and really playing with um, some verve out on the court. And it's good to see the rookie kind of contributing now at the end of the season. Solomon Hill came in and had zero points until... He got fouled and made the two at the end of the game to put the Hawks up three. Uh, But Hill, of course, got that board. It looks like he called timeout before he got fouled with under 30 seconds to go, but they called the foul, um, and Hill chipped in with those two points. He also had two rebounds. And then Lou Williams had four points, two rebounds, and those five assists. He sort of got going a little bit in the fourth quarter, was able to get his shot flowing just by getting to the free throw line. And then getting his teammates involved, he really knows how to break down the uh, the defense and get his teammates involved. But this was just another huge win for the Hawks. And this is now two games in a row, both against the Wizards. One where the Hawks build a good lead and then have to hold on in the fourth quarter. And then the second where it's the roles are reversed and the Hawks have to come all the way back. They outscore the Wizards 37-25 to 25 in the final period. And they hold on and get a big win. And it clenches a final, you know, a top six seed for the Hawks. And it really just does a lot. Again, this is a game that the Hawks certainly could have let slip away from them. And in the past they would have. But it continues their good play that they've had going um, at the end of the season. And, you know, of course, at the end of the game, Nick McMillan just talked about the team continues to believe in themselves and believe they can win. And they understand that the game is 48 minutes and it it took them all 48 to get the win tonight against the Wizards, but um, that's what they did. It was funny. After the game, Bogdan was asked, oh, why did he come to Atlanta or or what was kind of their pitch to him? And he talked about how he asked the Hawks, like, are we going to fight for wins? And they said yes. And he's like, well, that's what I want to do. I want to try to win every night. Um, And he talked about how they've had to fight hard for wins and that one thing that Coach McMillan talks about a lot is about not effing with the game. You need to play the game the right way and there's certainly some luck involved with getting wins and um, in the whole basketball, but if you play the game the right way, you kind of can create your own luck. Um, The Hawks, you know, it was a lot of fun to see the players react because they certainly knew that getting this win would mean they have a top six seed, that they clinch a spot in the playoffs, and Trey, John Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich, they have a lot of guys on this team who have not seen the playoffs before, and it's going to be a lot of fun going forward to see how they react to the, kind of the new environment that the playoffs bring. But the Hawks got a big win in Atlanta. They have two more games at home before the playoffs start. They get that week off, which will be really nice. Um, but the Hawks can celebrate for a night and, you know, really pat themselves on the back for getting a win in a game that they really had to fight and come back to get. Um, the Hawks play the Orlando Magic tomorrow night. And the KettleCast will be here to bring you the stats, news, and notes from that game tomorrow. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you can leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that would be a huge help to the KettleCast and me. Go Hawks!